You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah. The man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Sly as a fox, culture didn't pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round what is going on everybody we have made it to the super bowl kansas city chiefs and the tampa bay buccaneers will be playing this sunday in tampa bay for this year's Super Bowl should be a good game. Looks to be setting up to be a very good game between these two teams. We have got Dennis and Matt here with us today. Gentlemen, how you guys doing? I'm doing great. It's uh, snowing. It's cold. Uh, I don't have to work tomorrow. The only thing that could be better is if my kids had to go to school tomorrow. <laughs> it's cold here. We didn't get as much snow, but I also looking forward to not going into the office tomorrow. Looking forward to the game, aside from uh, Tony Romo. <laughs> yeah, I am looking forward to the game as well. I do have to go to work tomorrow, so I'm uh, not really looking forward to that, but hey, it'll, it'll get... Uh, over with quick enough i'm sure so before we jump in and talk about the super bowl there's a couple little uh notes and headlines here that have been going on the past couple days we're going to talk about obviously matt and myself talked a lot on the stafford trade when we talked about the quarterbacks on monday dennis our resident lions fan though we'd love to get your thoughts on what happened with stafford uh, getting traded to the rams and then your thoughts on the package coming back with golf and the multiple picks well I don't know if you remember the 70s. There was this big hit by Elton John and Kiki D. And when this went down and I saw that, all I could think of is like, Brad Holmes, don't go breaking my heart. 
oh my god it was terrible <laughs> i'm like man you're supposed to build around him not trade him away and you the best you could get this year was a third-round pick. I get it. You got two first-round picks in the next two years. But Stafford makes the Rams a contender, like a legitimate contender. And so that that pick next year, it's not going to be, you know, the 105 or the 108 or the 110 unless there's some cruel twist of fate that says to Sean McVay, ha, 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 ha. And Les Snead will teach you. Um, it's going to be probably in the the you know mid at the best maybe twenty fifth or twenty sixth pick. I don't know. It's it kind of reminded me of the the you know hearkening back to the seventies, the George Allen uh, old Washington football team, where he would always trade away his early picks for proven veterans, and and that was just how he built his team. Kind of reminded me of that. I, I, I don't know what to make of golf. Uh, some of it will, you know, he's had his ups and downs. It's, it's a little disconcerting to hear some of the, you know, and while nobody directly comped him to, but to it, but they sort of started to compare his worth work ethic to Dwayne Haskins in Washington, God. saying oh, he doesn't work very hard. He's, you know. That's not the boat you want to be in. No, I I was concerned when he didn't know on which coast the which direction the sun rose, but you know that I guess that was neither here nor there. So let me ask you: It came out here. I know it's been big news uh, here today that Denver had offered Drew Locke and the one hundred and nine for Stafford, and were rebuffed. What do you would you have liked that better? Worse? I think I would have liked uh, – I like those two pieces better than Goff in a future first. I feel like he was worth more than Locke in the 109. Um, there may I have think been other you know, pieces. I think they just said that was the main crux of their offer. Yeah. So, you know, if it was Goff, the 109, and, and you know, a second and a third next year – that that maybe makes a little more sense or lock the 109 a second and a third next year but i kind of like that you know to me lock still has potential where uh. i feel like with goff he's been in the league long enough we know exactly what he is he, he's a uh, you know middling quarterback at best the other thing that kills me is so they had they were always going to have to take dead cap to trade stafford but the contract they take back, you know, if you take back a younger quarterback on a rookie deal, you're probably getting a higher pick. You're getting someone that may or may not be good, but you're, it, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like Detroit's in a rebuild no matter what. Yeah. But that, that person costs you like two or $3 million as opposed to, I mean, Goff is going to cost them 20, 23 and a half, I think this year. That's well, a lot. That it, puts you it, over the cap. It makes sense, I think, from the – I guess for Dan Campbell, it makes sense now why he said, give me six years because the year one is a complete throwaway. And by no yeah. means should he be judged on the results of year one, especially after trading away Matt Stafford. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, you know, they're smart enough about using uh, DeAndre Swift. 
I feel like now uh, the only way Galladay stays is if they franchise him. So we're going to have to definitely rebuild the wide receiver core. Uh, it could be a 150 target season for TJ Hawkinson. Uh, you know, but, but the defense sucks too. So you know, they are in a complete rebuild. Uh, but I, I like, I would have rather have had Drew Locke than Jared Goff, even if in the end he ends up not being as good. Because as of right now, Locke still has some potential to be better than what Goff is. I did not realize I've been muted this whole time. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I don't think – I think we talked a little bit about it on Monday, Matt. Having Goff there for the next two years, I think, is going to work well with them trying to rebuild, especially with some of the quarterbacks you have coming out next year. Maybe they, they've they got those two first-round picks now, obviously, and having theirs, and they'll have the Rams. Maybe they use theirs on a quarterback comes out. There's four or five guys I like right now. It's still mm-hmm. early, obviously. A lot of things can change with that college yeah, season. I'll, but I mean – I like Howell and Slovis, but yeah. I, I think too that I'm looking. I'm I and maybe I don't know if it's fantasy has taken over my world to the point where uh, I I don't evaluate quarterbacks as good, maybe because yeah. now I'm looking for quarterbacks that are mobile, the the Konami code quarterbacks that can throw, uh, and, and I don't know. I'm not sure who in next year's class brings Rattler. that to the table. Rattler, uh, I don't like Rattler can, at all. Well, you know, hey, he, he's going to bring that cockiness just like Dan Campbell's got. They're going to be a perfect matchup there. Look, Taysom Hill becomes a free agent next offseason. He can just go up to Detroit. <laughs> well, he can run the ball, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, he got, oh, my God. Poor Dennis. <laughs> Jaden Daniels is a... You know he's got to improve the accuracy a little bit and throwing the ball, but he's he's great with his legs too. Watch you watch yourself a little bit of Arizona State next year once it gets into the film. I, I, he's, he's, I think he's going to be good. I, I like him. I've got I, I I freely admit I I have to give Rattler uh, a little more time in the film room. I I don't like small quarterbacks typically, and he's small. He, he's skinny. Yeah. Well, maybe he's got a great arm. He re- he feels to me like somebody that's going to take a few NFL hits, and that great arm isn't so great anymore. Great and now, Doug well, Flutie's what, not going to come on the show, right? But Doug Flutie was thick as hell. Doug, I mean, he 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 had some booty to him. He he was a solidly built quarterback. He wasn't like Spencer Rattler is just a tiny Robert Griffin. I mean, he's a little bit better. I'd say he's a lot better than Robert Griffin, actually. I, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I th- still think you've got to give hey, him a year. Robert I mean, Griffin's available. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And you don't, you don't know what don't other know. quarterbacks might be available. Him, so. Spencer Rattler, his new nickname is going to be Lil Sweet. That's what he's going to be called. <laughs> I mean, he does kind of look like the dude, for being honest. All right, so next up with speaking with quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson. Uh, from everything that's being put out there, the Texans are refusing to listen to offers for him, which is kind of the opposite of, I guess, we can loop these two together. Uh, what the Eagles are at least saying they're doing with Carson Wentz and that they're listening to offers, but they're not going to move Carson Wentz. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on these two quarterbacks? And I know, Matt, we kind of talked a lot about it. We both think that, that Watson is definitely going to be gone but Dennis your thoughts on Watson and then we'll go get both your guys thoughts on Carson Wentz well on one hand if I'm Houston I'm like no you're not going anywhere 
you play for us or you go home. And it's not like he sits out a year and then he can go be a free agent. He's going to, his rights are retained by Houston. So there's a part of me that's stubborn like that and says, you know, you're our quarterback. On the other hand, at what point does you know, Houston decide they're ready to try to build a team to win? I, I feel bad for David Culley. He is in a situation where it's his job to get Watson to change his mind, and Watson doesn't want to talk to him. He doesn't want to talk to anybody there. I thought that PTI guys um, talked about this yesterday. I, th- I thought they hit on something. A, it's February. We haven't even had the Super Bowl. There's no. There should be no motivation for Houston to be taking offers and trading him now. But what it is starting to feel to me a little bit like is the standoff we saw with another Houston team, the Rockets, and their star player, James Harden. Uh, and that they were never able to get on the same page with a new coach and a new GM, and they ended up a little so bit. So going to go get a fast Well, but I mean, just the, you know, Harden wouldn't ever talk to the coach, wouldn't talk to the GM. That's basically, we know what they've said is the situation with Watson. It's February 4th right now. We haven't had the Super Bowl. New league year hasn't started. Haven't had the draft. They have plenty of time to see if that changes. And if the Houston Texans don't want to trade um, Watson, which I take them at the word, they don't. It makes sense that they're like, hey, we're not we're not listening to offers right now. Um, you know, they're hoping to reach out. I know David Culley has said that he's tried to reach out. Casario's tried to reach out. You know, maybe maybe they're able to break through there. Maybe they're able to chat and see. But if it gets into July and August and he's still freezing them out, I think they have to seriously – They the Texans went through this, you know, with, with Jadavian Clowney and ended up ditching him. I know that was a different administration. On the other hand – you brought up Wentz. If the Eagles trade Wentz right now, if I was an Eagles fan, I'm I'm throwing a Molotov at the building because you you fired your coach. Essentially, said you fired your coach because he didn't want to work with Carson Wentz. If you hire a new guy that gave one an Adam Gase level introductory press conference and then trade the quarterback, I have a lot of questions. Yeah, I didn't watch that press conference, um, but. It, it did not get good reviews. It wouldn't make sense at all for them to to move Wentz. Um, I don't think it would have made sense anyways because I still think Wentz is the better of the two quarterbacks. Um, but the team needs they, – they've got substantial work to do. Maybe they trade Jalen Hurts. That ain't going to happen, but – Yeah, I don't know. What do you know. think they could reasonably get for Hurts, though, is – do you think there are that many teams that see him as their potential starter and are giving – I mean, they, he was a second-round draft pick just last draft. Yeah. Are they getting a second? Are they getting a first? I mean, if you're only getting like a fifth for him, is it even worthwhile? I oh, think I, you could still get a second no. for him. Yeah, I think you'd get at did. least a second. And yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if some team in the 20s that's looking for a young mobile quarterback would – you know, at that point, you know, they, I wouldn't be surprised a bit if they gave up a first to, uh, you know, pick 26, pick 24 to get a young mobile quarterback. 
because you think you can, you know, make him accurate and teach him how to anticipate throwing windows. All right. So let's talk about the Super Bowl. 14 and 2 Kansas City Chiefs against the 11 and 5 Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. For the Kansas City side, you got is Demarcus Robinson out out or is he can he still test He's, negative? It says out on COVID. He was got put on there Monday. Well, I think that's because of the barber situation, isn't it? He wasn't the one. It was an offensive lineman that was getting. Well, there's a there was a bunch of guys there that they were talking about. I know. There was like so four was Mahomes. Five. There was twenty players. None of them. It was the only the guy in the chair that got. Interesting. I don't know. I thought he was just on the. I thought like he could test negative, but I, I don't know. Right now, as Matt said, he's listed as out. Obviously, you've got Schwartz and Fisher who are out. Sammy Watkins is questionable, and Le'Veon Bell is questionable as well. For Tampa Bay, Antonio Brown is questionable. Antonio Winfield, Jordan Whitehead, JPP, Levante David, all questionable. But from everything I saw, it looks like all those Tampa Bay guys are likely going to play, even though they are listed as questionable. So obviously these two teams met back in week 12 uh, in the regular season. It was a huge passing day for both sides. Matt, what are you expecting here in this rematch? I mean, I think it's going to be about uh, whoever does the best with turnovers and whoever – oh, there, it can come back tomorrow. Yeah, I was looking that up too. Um, I think it's going to be whoever does the best with turnovers. You know, Brady threw a couple interceptions in that first meeting, uh, kind of put them behind, but then they actually closed strong. Kansas City had kind of taken the foot off the gas. And, you know – whoever's passing game prevails because Brady had a pretty good passing game in that first day Um, going along. It was very tight, ended up being very tight. It was 20 to seven at the half and ended up 27, 24 Tyreek Hill had like 200 yards receiving in the first quarter, uh, but then kind of cooled off a little bit. So can they do a better job avoiding the big plays and then turnovers? You know, we saw Brady throw have to struggle with turnovers in the NFC championship game, but green Bay couldn't do anything with it. I feel like Kansas City would. You know, Kansas City's defense has been coming on, but despite not getting a ton of carries, Ronald Jones still put up 66 yards. Uh, So it it, it feels like the Chiefs can get run on. That's kind of their weakness. You know, Mahomes, what, he threw 462 and Brady 345? Both of these teams are built to throw the ball, and yeah. you know they run the ball sort of as a, well, we need to keep you honest. Edward Delaire had 11 <laughs> carries in the first game, uh, but he only had 37 yards. So I feel like Kansas City might be a little weaker on the first level of defense, uh, and the Buccaneers may be a little bit better uh, with the defensive line. It's going to be – you know, unfortunately for my uh, picks of our, our player pool, uh, it's going to be a game where the ball is, is thrown. I probably I, – I, I don't know how hard you'll be sweating it if you take the over on 100 pass attempts combined between the two quarterbacks. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big receiving day. Yeah, I hope so, and I hope it's some of those secondary guys because I used up all of the top guys and did not even realize it. So, I think yeah, we all did, I used three. It's, it's going to be yeah. some slim, uh, some slim differences yeah. that will uh, define this competition. 
It's it's not looking pretty for me, at least at the moment. I know that. We'll get to our lineups, obviously, in a couple minutes. Uh, so that being said, though, we know who the guys are, right? For for Tampa Bay, it's mostly Evans, Godwin, Hill, and Kelsey for the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's just assume that the defenses are planning to at least try and slow those guys down. Not saying that they will, but those are the guys they're targeting. Who's the guy on Tampa Bay that needs to step up to help them win the Super Bowl? Mike Evans, uh, Ronald. No, Jones no, outside of those the, two, outside of the no. outside of Evans and Godwin, it, it'll be Ronald Jones in the running game. He needs to break uh, a a big, at least one big run. Whether he goes for a touchdown or not, uh, he needs to break off a big run. On the receiving side, is as much as I, I know Antonio Brown was listed as a full participant today. I feel like it's Tyler Johnson. Uh, I, he's been coming on and he's just been playing great uh, for the chiefs with Robinson and Watkins out. I, I don't know how you can choose anybody that's not named McCole Hardman. Yeah. We'll see if Robinson comes back I, for the chiefs. I actually, I was curious what you guys think. I thought Darrell Williams looked like the much better running back last week. I think he might actually be their best running back and you're at the point in the season where where you were drafted and what you've done before it doesn't really matter bell's questionable about whether he's gonna be in i wouldn't be shocked if he misses or even if he's there if he's not really involved because the week that ceh was out it was mostly Darrell uh williams and then last week or the afc championship game so he's somebody that i'm i'm actually thinking could be a you know, that guy that steps up that nobody's thinking about for the Chiefs. For the Buccaneers, you know, it would be nice to see Ronald Jones uh, do something, if only because uh, I have to use him at running back in our competition. But also, I he was the better running back during the season. It's kind of unfortunate he's been injured um, during the playoffs, hasn't really gotten to do a lot. But when he was really going good, that was kind of a difference maker for them. And the passing game, I wonder if the the experience and the familiarity of somebody like Gronk uh, makes a difference uh, for them. You know, we haven't always seen him uh, be huge, but during some clutch moments, you know that Brady has more maybe confidence probably from their years together. Those two have been in a lot of clutch Super Bowl uh, close games together. Um, I just feel like this ends up being a, a game where we see Gronk get one big play at least. Yeah, I think I'm leaning more toward Brate on the tight end side. The, the way that they've been using Gronk more in, in blocking, I think Brate might be the guy who gets it. Because we've seen that the Chiefs have kind of been weak to the tight end, as you were just mentioning. I mean, David and Joku, of all people, had a good game a couple weeks ago against their – I guess it's been three weeks ago now uh, – against yeah. the the Chiefs. So I think Brate probably uh, – Brate's the guy that I'm leaning on and also – partially because I, I can't use Gronk, so I'm really hoping can speak that into existence that breaks the guy. Uh, for, for the Chiefs, I do think I do agree with you that Darrell Williams has been the better running back. I will be curious to see how much they use CEH or if they try to get him involved at all. Um, Tampa Bay side, I want to say Scotty Miller, but I just don't know what AB is going to do. And if AB is out there, I think that, that kind of limits what, when Scotty Miller will be out there and how much he per, uh, participates in the game. So I, I do think Scotty Miller has a chance to, to do something here, though, in this one. What are you guys expecting uh, from Tom Brady, though? Obviously had a 
was it kind of like a tale of two halves in that first matchup, right? It was not great in the first half, and then that second half just kind of came out on fire. I, I saw a couple of the interviews today talking, obviously, there's all the history between him and Spagnola from when he was with the Giants, uh, mm-hmm. and, and that, I don't think that has anything really to do with it, but those two have had some pretty legendary battles, I guess, when it comes to the Super Bowl with the two Giants victories, and then obviously uh, they beat – then was last year to get into the Super Bowl and then end up obviously beating the 49ers to win it. You trust in Tom or you trust in Spags here in this matchup? And in, in a, I guess technically the third time now that they're matching it, but is it the fourth? Did they, was Spagnola the defensive coordinator two years ago when they lost in New England in overtime? Uh, that's a great that's a, question. I don't think so. I think they actually replaced their defensive coordinator. With Spag- that, yeah, yeah, that's what I think too. So at least the fourth time, I think, is the fourth time or third time. My math is horrible. Third time. Who are you leaning on, Dennis Brady or Spags? Uh, based on my pick, I'm going to lean on Spags. Yeah, I think I think I am too. I was looking up to try to see they have a. Um, I to me though it's. It's more about – it feels like it's more about – I like Kansas City. Better? Better. I, I I don't think that the Chiefs are going to completely lock down Tampa Bay's offense, but I also don't think Tampa Bay's offense – or defense is going to be able to stop Kansas City's pass offense. Even last year against a much better defense in the – 49ers, we saw them slow Mahomes a little bit at the beginning, but they really came on at the end and just put it away. Yeah. You know, Kansas City isn't a power running team. Tampa Bay has done, you know, does really well shutting off the run. They've struggled a little bit in pass defense, especially with their safeties both coming in banged up. So I don't, to me, it's not as much about Spagnola versus Brady as it is Patrick Mahomes versus. Tampa Bay secondary. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes against that Tampa Bay secondary, you've got Andy Reid going up against Todd Bowles, who has gotten that defense playing very well. I mean, for the most part, they did a good job of slowing down Aaron Rodgers. You know, we talked about that. Obviously, I wanted the Packers to to win that game. I thought they were going to win that game with as good and prolific as that offense had been. They were able to slow that down. And while I would think it's fair to say that the Chiefs are a better offense than the Packers, uh, they haven't necessarily played that way all this year. Uh, how much do you think that is going to matter here in Tampa Bay's defense stepping up and and really Mahomes and this Kansas City Chiefs offense not looking quite as good as they did last year? Well, it will come down to whether or not Tampa can can contain Kelsey and Hill and, and keep pressure on Mahomes. Um, from the Kansas City side, they've given up about almost 700 more rushing yards than Tampa has. So I, they could end up putting Tampa in uh, or Kansas city in a hurry up uh, situation more frequently, which really plays to Mahomes' strengths. He gets to kind of wing it. Uh, so if Tampa grinds out some longer drives because they're able to eat up some time on the ground, uh, then you, we know that uh Kansas City is probably the more explosive of the two offenses. Tampa's a good offense, a real good offense, but Kansas City is it has I, I think we just look at it and feel like Kansas City could score on 
any single play versus uh, Tampa where, you know, if it's third and 17, Tampa might be able to pull it out. But you feel a lot more confident in Mahomes converting a third and 17 than you do Brady converting a third and 17. And and I think that type of ability sort of pushes things over to the, the Kansas City side for me. Yeah, I mean, we've seen the teams that have slowed Kansas City down, challenged them or beaten them, are frequently the ones that can develop that kind of power rushing game and shorten the game, shorten the number of possessions Mahomes gets, maybe keep them from getting into a rhythm. That just doesn't feel like Tampa Bay. It's hard to imagine Tampa Bay. They've really gotten to where they are. The hot streak that they've had the last game they lost this season was that game against Kansas City where it seemed like they really sort of found something in the second half and it carried momentum-wise all the way through. But a lot of that's been the pass offense and using all the weapons and going around you know, I can't really think of a Bruce Arians team in my memory that was focused on being a power running team. And with Jones and Fournette, they have a couple of decent backs, but it's, you know, it's not like you're trotting Derrick Henry out there against the monster offensive line and you're just going to try to milk, milk the clock down. Or even what the Patriots did during the regular season when they couldn't really have a pass offense and they knew if they got into a shootout, they couldn't keep up. Tampa Bay can keep up in a shootout if they they have this entire playoffs been opportunistic getting a couple of turnovers making the plays when they had to and getting just enough to win and that's probably their their best formula here um to try to make it happen i did look it up brady is four and two all time against spagnolo the two losses though were super bowl 42 and last year's afc championship game gotcha oh so he was only there for one of the super bowls okay I thought he was there for both. Gotcha. Yep. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I do think Fournette and Rojo are going to have to be huge for Tampa Bay. They're they're going to have to get something going on the ground, even if it's just to kind of extend drives for, for Kansas City. Because I, I actually did hear an interesting stat on um, Sirius XM this morning. Now I'm tr- or not this morning. It was like the other day, but I'm trying to remember what it is now. It's it was the opposite of what I've I've thought, and they had uh, the a Kansas City beat writer on talking about. Kansas City and the way they play football and he was talking about they've actually lost more games when they've gotten into shootouts than in games where it's been more defense and run heavy and and I actually would have thought the opposite right I would think when you're in a shootout with Kansas City Kansas City is going to beat you because of that so I wonder if Tom Brady and that offense are going to try and you know as the old saying goes take the air out of the ball a little bit but they can still obviously like Matt was just saying score with Kansas City but try and lean a little bit heavier on Fournette I'm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and lean on Fournette and and Rojo a little bit more in this one uh, because I do think that defense is going to be a little bit better than than what they've really had to face so far in Kansas City. I mean, if JPP and those guys, I mean, I, I mean Mahomes has only been sacked, I believe it's seven times this year, so it's not like the dude gets sacked that often. Uh, so uh, it's going to be hard to get him down, but I do think JPP but he does and, get hit a lot. Yeah. So if they can get him hit and force him out of his rhythm, that would help. I just don't. the other way goes around too. If Kansas City can penetrate in, and we know what Tom Brady's not the same if you're up in his face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's I think the reason everybody keeps comparing the Spagnola defense to that because of obviously, but that's not like that's why I keep saying there's no you can't in my in my opinion can't make that comparison because that defensive line that Chiefs had is nothing like what the Giants had in that one but they were able to get to him a little bit obviously last year 
when they played uh, up in New England. And was it in New England or Kansas City? I think it was Kansas City. I think it was in it? Kansas City, yeah. Okay. But they, you know, it, it's not. Kansas City has hosted three years in a row. Yeah. Okay. AFC so I just, I don't think they're going to be able to get to him as much. And, and I do also think a big thing we just talked about earlier, obviously, too, with Schwartz and Fisher being out, like that hurts that offensive line even more, which does give a little bit of a boost to Tampa Bay's defensive front. So let's uh, go over some categories here and pick who we, who we like the best uh, at quarterback. I'm pretty sure this is going to be a clean sweep. We're all taking Mahomes over Brady. Yep. Correct. At this point in time. So at the running back position, you got Williams, if Bell plays, Bell and CEH. For Tampa Bay, you've got Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. I'm actually going to lean with the Buccaneers because playoff Lenny is a thing now. And so I'm going to go ahead and lean with him being the best of the bunch right now. Now, I feel like because the play styles required by the teams are different, like Tampa Bay, their running backs, well, they don't always execute the game plan. It's to run the ball more times. And I feel like Tampa is, is more effective in running the ball. Kansas City, they throw the ball more. Uh, the running backs don't always get as many carries, and sometimes that's by design but I think they're equally as good at what they do as Tampa is uh, both, but all three running backs in Kansas city catch the ball better than both running backs in Tampa. Um, Kansas city doesn't really have a battering Ram in uh, both Jones and Fournette. You know, if you need a tough yard, they can get you a tough yard. Kansas city tends to struggle there a little bit. I feel like it's a tie. They just do different things. I don't trust Kansas City's running backs. Uh, it's to me, I don't think either set is great, but I'm taking Fournette and uh, Jones easily. Plus, uh, you never know, Shady might actually get activated. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that? I like. I, I don't want to make this about Shady. I, actually, I do want to make this about Shady really quick. Wouldn't this be two years in a row going to the two Super years Bowl, in a row. possibly being inactive? <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like, if if he's if he's inactive and Tampa Bay wins it, he's going to get two rings being inactive <laughs> twice. And I heard him say, uh, "I can't, I don't remember I'll the exact it. quote." I'll that, but he did bring that up. I don't remember the exact quote, but he brought up with my stats, and if I get two rings, I'm a lock for the hall. And I was like, I mean, I guess, but can you really say that those two rings were had anything to do with you? Again, obviously Tampa Bay's got to win, but I don't know. That that's a, I thought that was an interesting line, an interesting conversation. The question I would ask is, who does he help get the championship next year? I mean, I Don Baylor retire. did that in baseball back in the 70s or I think the 80s. Don Baylor tr- changed teams like four years in a row, and every year the team won the, the World so Series. I'll go back to the Eagles and help Jalen Hurts win his first Super Bowl title. Yeah. He did say he wants to retire as an Eagle, but if, if that if that were the case, say, hey, Cleveland, we could add a third running back. Why not? You know, we, we have a guy back up, uh, Chubb Hunt. Uh, wide receivers, uh, Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, Kansas City. You've got Tyreek Hill, Demarcus Robinson, Nicole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, if he plays. Which side are you guys leaning for these two? You can go, Matt. I'm taking Tampa Bay uh, overall. You know, I think Tyreek Hill is the best individual player in, in among those two. But as a unit, um, it's hard to beat Tampa Bay. 
I mean, Sammy Watkins feels like he's been questionable all season. I'm pretty sure that's not an injury designation anymore. It's just him as a player. So that's probably true. But this, hey, he'll have a massive game on Sunday. Just you watch. <laughs> he saved his three touchdown game. For the exactly. It's exactly what's going to happen. I might actually switch him into my lineup really quick, just just for the hell of it. Now, I, I agree. I think Hill is the best receiver uh, of both teams, but Tampa is by far deeper. Uh, it, yeah. It's a situation where uh, if you if the Chiefs lose Tyreek Hill, there are serious question marks about uh, Kansas City's passing offense. If Kansas City or Tampa Bay loses Godwin, or if they lose Evans, you know they've got three guys that I think can step up. Uh, you know, we've seen Scotty Miller come in over the last couple of years and just make plays. It's like somebody goes down, Scotty Miller's all of a sudden on the field. Next thing you know, he's catching a touchdown pass. Well, Tyler Johnson is starting to convert first downs, make plays. Antonio Brown is who he is. He's still a great player. Uh, while he may not be elite like he was a couple of years ago, uh, I think given the opportunity, he still makes plays. So uh, it's definitely Tampa has the best wide receivers, despite Tyreek Hill being the best wide receiver there. Yeah, I'm 100% with you guys. It's Tampa Bay there. Um, again, I agree. Ty- Tyreek Hill is by far the best, but the overall group in Tampa Bay is better. Tight ends, obviously, with Tampa Bay, you have got Gronk and Brait, Kansas City. You've got Kelsey. You've got other guys on the roster, but Kelsey's really the only one that matters. What's going on, Wilson? Who wins this one, Tampa Bay or Kansas City? Yeah, this is a Kelsey. I mean, he's the best tight end in the game. Yeah. Not not the Super Bowl in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this one not not really close. Like, yeah. If we were talking two or three years ago, you know, like Pete Gronk, it might be somewhat of a contest, but not now. I think if you go back three years ago, it, it'd be Gronk kind of easily for me. I don't think Kelsey was – he was still great, but he wasn't what he is the past two years, I think. He really kind of burst on the scene really right as Gronk was kind of fading away. Uh, defenses, Tampa Bay's or Kansas City's? I'm going Tampa. I, I like Kansas City's, but I think the overall group of what Tampa Bay has, and, and I'm going to be honest, what they're going up against and the weaknesses of Kansas City's offense right now and that offensive line makes me lean Tampa Bay. You know, I initially had Kansas City um, – but I'm going to switch to Tampa. I I feel like there's a perception that Kansas City's defense makes more big plays, and maybe it's just Daniel Sorensen uh, hitting somebody with his helmet. But <laughs> it 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 you know it just felt to me as I was just kind of ad hoc uh, evaluate trying to make a decision with this. It's like I think I'm gonna. I, I feel like Kansas City go makes more big plays. And in the Super Bowl, you need to make a big play. Well, then I go and take a look at it, and Tampa actually had seven more turnovers uh, than Kansas City. They gave up fewer passing yards. They gave up fewer rushing yards, uh, a half a yard less per play. Uh, I think Tampa, you know, a lot of it's going to come down to can can they contain Tyreek Hill? Um I don't think uh, looking back, let's see. 
Uh, Hill went 13 for 269 and three touchdowns the yeah. last time they played. Yeah. So most of that was the first quarter, though. He had, like yeah, it 10, was 10 for 200 and three touchdowns in the first quarter. It was almost like <laughs> this sounds terrible. It's almost like they had never seen him play before and they were like, oh, I wonder if this guy's good. <laughs> Damn it. Where is he? Oh, he's behind yeah. us. So I mean, and but that's what it's going to come down to in this game is can they contain him? Uh, you know, Murphy Bunting and uh, Carlton Davis, uh, and, and I don't know off the top of my head what type of defense they play, whether they play more zone or play more man. Uh, but whatever they played uh, in the first game, they need to play the other. Yeah, which you know it's. It's gotta you have to wonder Tampa Bay secondary was watching that AFC championship game, players like Tredavious White and some better secondary players who saw Terry Kill go for nine receptions for 172 while Kelsey caught 13 for 118 and two touchdowns against them. It it's a tall order. I would say top to bottom, I feel like Tampa Bay's defense is better than Kansas City's defense, but they also have some some crucial injuries. If those four guys that are questionable don't play, Tampa Bay's defense probably isn't better. And it's a tough it's a tough matchup. They're they're going to face a stout challenge in the secondary. I mean, it's not out of the question. You know, given what we've seen from Daniel Sorensen, uh, if Brady was to slip him a little cash, he might kneecap Cheetah or something. <laughs> Why would why would he kneecap his own guy? For the money. I f- I feel like you uh you looked up there at poor Matt and you thought about the fact that he brought up the sad Detroit trade and you thought nobody hurts alone, but you misinterpreted <laughs> that nobody hurts alone. It's not taking shots. I'm waiting I'm waiting for the sad reminders of Broncos seasons past. If uh if if you were sitting there with Kansas city's defense and you had to choose to stop it. You had to stop one of those guys. You're throwing everything you can at stopping either Tyree kill or Kelsey. Which one are you guys trying to stop? I'm going to stop Hill because Kelsey is going to get you 10 or 15 yards and keep the clock rolling. He, you know, he's working the underneath Hill is going over top and, you know, 75 yards gone and touchdown, at least with Kelsey, they're going to run two, three, four minutes off the clock. You got to stop the, I think what was deflating for Tampa Bay in that first one is 10 for 203 touchdowns in a quarter. You got to stop those massive 75 yard bombs for a touchdown. Those are really deflating. Those are big momentum swings. I don't think you can completely take Kelsey out in that game. You know, we're talking about Hill and Hill was amazing. Travis Kelsey, who I think they were blanketing still got eight for 82. I mean, you're not, taking him out but if you can take away some of the home run plays if you can make them earn it if you can make them get down to the red zone and and see i mean we saw what was it opening night ceh got like five goal line carries and couldn't get into the end zone it's not a lock when you get in the red zone because you have a good team that to me is is what i'm trying to do we saw even cleveland was they bent but they didn't completely break they forced a lot of field goals that kept them in it Tampa Bay is the kind of team, if you can force some field goals, they can actually go and put up some touchdowns, I think, and and make it a game. I'm going to well, group these. The interesting oh, thing that I, that I took from the first game is they had that explosive first quarter, 
but yet Tampa, or excuse me, Kansas City still possessed the ball for almost 37 minutes in that game, only rushing, uh, let me see, what was it? Only running the ball 16 times with the, their entire running backs, all their running backs. So, you know, well, they just ground up the clock. Yeah, I was like, well, I wonder how much of that is what Matt was just talking about, though, there, and you were just talking. They took the deep shots away for to Tyree Kill. So now the Chiefs weren't able to score because what they only scored, what, three points or something like that in the second half of that game? Seven. They Seven. scored one touchdown in yeah. the third quarter. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, I mean, it was a lot together. of, like, Kelsey had his eight for 82, but then Watkins had four for only 38. Robinson had five for 36. Hardman had three for 23. Bell, two for 10. So but it at was... At some point, it also seemed like they took the foot off the gas a little bit. You know, they came out and made those strikes, and it was like, oh, my God. We're down. Uh, I'm going to pair these next two together because we're all going the same route here. So special teams and head coach, we all picked Kansas City and Andy Reid. Was either one of these close for you guys and going the other way? Uh, would you rather have Jadon Mickens or Nicole Hardman <laughs> returning kicks? And so I was going to say, Jadon Mickens <laughs> has made a shit play in each of the three playoff games that they've been. His name has been called for either muffing or screwing something up. That was the first thing I thought of when, when I was looking at special teams. I mean, both kickers are, are pretty good. Uh, you know, suck up the veteran. Butker, but yeah, Butker, so yeah, I agree. Butker's better. Um, but for special teams, yeah, I mean, the firepower that Kansas City brings to the table uh, on returns uh, far outpaces what the uh, – you know, unless they put Antonio Brown back, we've seen him return punts before. But even then, I don't know uh, at this stage of his career if that's uh, that move would be prudent. But Tyreek Hill, they've dropped him back to return punts uh, yeah. for right Kansas City when they need a big lift too. So you know, I think overall the better unit. Uh, so Wilson asked, do you think the Super Bowl gets postponed if Mahomes or Brady test positive for COVID? I do not. I do not think that they would postpone it um, if either one of those tested positive. I think they, they just make the other starting quarterback sit out too. I honestly think they w- – I mean, I don't want to go all conspiracy theory here, but I would bet that they're not going to say anything and let them play, and then afterwards they're like, oh, hey, they tested positive after the Super Bowl. But no, I, I don't – even if it did come out – I don't think that they would postpone the Super Bowl. There's just no way. I think they'd get crushed for that based yeah. on what they've forced teams to do before their policy has been, you know, the next man up. You got to be prepared for anything. Well, I am a firm believer that the only way to get away with a crime of any sort is to not have partners or living witnesses or living partners. So uh, that's what I've read. Um <laughs> So I'm glad that you clarified if, that last part. If it's one, gone to a dark if, place. If one of those two quarterbacks tested positive and then they waited until after the game, there's no way with all of the people involved it would not get out. And it would be a complete shit show afterward. There would be lawsuits. Not only – I mean, players would be suing for damages from throughout the season and mismanagement – and it, it would just be a, a complete cluster fucking nightmare. So, like I said, 
If one of them te- – so if after the game everybody ends up dead, then somebody tested positive. Look, also, wouldn't the most fitting cap to a 2020 COVID season be the Chad Henney-Blaine Gabbert uh, Super Bowl matchup that none of us knew we always wanted? It'd be beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. All right, so let's give our lineups here, and then we're going to do some prop bets, and then we will give you guys our picks, although I feel like everybody's kind of pretty much guessed at what our picks are based on some of our answers here. Uh, For me, and again, this is we can only use these players once, and I mismanaged this poorly because I thought it was going to be Bill's Packers. It's what I had from the beginning. Uh, So my lineup's not going to be great here. I'm going Brady, Fournette, CEH, Scotty Miller, Miko Hardman, Cameron Brait, Harrison Butker, and the Chiefs defense. Matt, who are you going with? I also have Tom Brady, uh, Ronald Jones, Darrell Williams, Mike Evans was my holdback for Tampa Bay, so I feel at least a little better about that. Michael Hardman, Cameron Brait, Buccaneers defense, and Ryan Suckup. Yeah, I'm uh, on the Brady train. Uh, so what you got? Oh, so Matt has Brady. I'm trying to. Oh, you both have Brady. all three of us. I'm trying to figure we out do, yeah. where to make up where to make up points. Uh, I have Ceh and Fournette as my running backs. Um, that that's going to be a train wreck. Uh, I also wasted all of my. Uh, uh, I wasted Godwin, Evans, and Hill in earlier yes, rounds. So I am rolling out Miko Hardman, but I'm going Tyler Johnson over Scotty Miller. That was really a debate for me, uh, trying to pick who I thought might get a chance. And I've, I, I just it, it, in the end, it ended up being a coin flip. Uh, but I did save Travis Kelsey. So I've got him at the tight end. Yeah. Uh, My kicker is Ryan Suckup, and I got the Kansas City defense. So we are all within about 24 points. Uh, After three weeks, Dennis has 306.825. You, Matt, have 313.1, and I'm at 330.775. So I feel like Travis Kelsey uh, may, may swing this. Yeah, he could, because I don't have really anything. Most of mine, unfortunately, kind of matches up with Matt, so it's going to be hard for me to to catch him. I need, I need a unless Scotty Miller puts up that MVP performance we've been waiting for. I need, yeah, I need Miller, Ceh, and Fournette to just like have massive games for me here. All right, so some of the some of the big prop bets here. Will there be a or will one of the teams score in the first five minutes? So whoever gets the ball first, do you think they drive down the field and score in the first drive? It, it, you know, I feel like yes is the easy answer. Um, Did it say what kind both, of score, or is it just any score? Any score, any score. It's it's you you bet a hundred dollars, you get a hundred and ten bucks on this, pretty much. Yes or no? So I I I guess I'm gonna. I, I'm going to take the easy answer and say yes. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes as well. What team? Oh, first team to score. So pretty much right there with that one. Who do you think gets the ball first? They're going to drive down and score within the first five minutes pretty much. Because I think Tampa Bay is going to go first, and I don't think they score right off the bat. So I guess to me this is who wins the flip. So yeah. you're saying Kansas City wins the flip and defers? Yes. I mean, I think Kansas are you going to take the ball first. in the Super Bowl, or are you still going to use that yeah. 
they're still good. Old, I think everybody, everybody wants it in the second half for now. They want to they want to get that double up. That seems to be the thing for everybody now. They want to get it right at the end of the first or right at the end of the second quarter, score going into half, and then get the ball back. But I, I think Kansas City scores first, regardless. So uh so you, boy, I, I don't know. It's because it, it's just so random on who wins the flip. Well, yeah, that's I that's should, what makes it I, fun. I, you got, you should have brought your, a coin out and flipped for it. Uh, I don't have one, but maybe Matt I'm going can. with Kansas City. Yeah. Just flip an imaginary coin in your head really quick. Which side does it land on? That's what makes it fun. I, you know. I guess Tampa will win the flip, so I'll go Kansas City. All right. Last score of the game. Do you think it'll be a field goal or a touchdown? Uh, I think it'll be a touchdown. As do I. All right, so the Chiefs prop bets. This is all over-unders. Patrick Mahomes passing yards, 327 yards. Over under. Over. I'm going over. Uh, over. I'm going over as well. 2.5 passing touchdowns. Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. I'll take the over. As will I. 28.5 completions. Over. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to go over. Hill, 91.5 receiving yards. Over under. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go under. I'm going under I, as I, well. I, I feel like he he's going he's gonna to make one big play, so I'm figuring 60 yards there. If he can't get 30 yards, 35 yards in the rest of the game, what's he even going to Tampa for? <laughs> this is the Miko Hardman game, guys. I'm hoping. I, I need him. Believe it. 6.5 receptions. Under. I am going to take the under. Same. I think Kelsey, six is um, a good number. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey, 7.5 receptions. I'm going over. I'm going yeah, over too. I'll take I think the we're over all there, just saying so. Dennis is going to win this weekly competition. <laughs> yeah, I know. Unfortunately, yeah, because my next answer is really going to help him out as well here. And 97.5 receiving yards, I'm going over because I think I'm he's going to be the one that gets all the work there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll take I think he might end up well. being the MVP. To be perfectly honest, I hope so. I hope it's not one of the quarterbacks, but we'll we'll get to that. Uh, Bucks, the Bucks prop bets now. Tom Brady, two hundred and ninety six point five passing yards, over or under? Over. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna go slight over. I don't think he goes over by much. Same as Mahomes, two point five passing touchdowns. Over. Yeah, I I feel like it's a four to three. Passing yeah, what we're setting up. This is going to be a ten to three Super Bowl. Again. I know. I'm actually going under. I think. I think Fournette's going to get a rushing touchdown, maybe two. I, I think that he's going to get a couple. I think. I think Brady's going to get touchdowns two. out of your mouth. <laughs> I think. I think Brady's going to get two passing touchdowns, but I, I don't think he gets more than that. I think he meant Ronald Jones rushing touchdowns. Twenty four point five completions for Brady. Uh, but that's a that's a tight number. I'm gonna man. go that's over. Right yeah, slight gonna, under. Yeah, I mean he was 27 of 41 in the last game, and it was only 27 to 24. So I'm gonna take the over. Evans 4.5 receptions. Uh, I'll give him five. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go over 62.4 receiving yards. I'll go over on this as well. Yeah, I'll take over. the over as well. Godwin, 5.5 receptions. I'm going under. Yeah, I feel under. like he, that's a five as well. 
71.5 receiving yards. I'm going under. Over. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under there. Fournette. And I only see a Fournette because they actually didn't have any Ronald Jones ones, Matt. Uh 11.5 rushing attempts for Fournette. I'm going over. Under. Is Jones if just Jones is healthy? Just under, get him out of here. <laughs> if Jones is healthy, I don't think Fournette gets 12. Jones years. wasn't on the injury report. Yeah, he's, so he's been I feel like Jones is gonna get the you know, they'll they'll they've been splitting it pretty evenly, but I yeah. feel like 20 carries is probably the max. And so I would feel like it's a, a 12 to, to nine, split. 12 to nine kind of a, approach. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the under 47.5 rushing yards. I'm going over under. Yeah, I'm going to take the under as well. 3.5 receptions. I am going over. I think you can get four. Under it's a shady McCoy game. Yeah, he he can get four, but I, I feel like he's for being for being the nickelback. Uh, he's not quite doesn't quite have the hands. Uh, I'd like to see. I'm going to take the under. He does remind me. He does have the hands of the band Nickelback, nickelback. right? Twenty three point five receiving yards. I'm guessing by your guys. Uh, under is on the receptions. You're going to go under on that as well. Yeah, I'll take a slight under. I'm taking the over. All right. Matt, who wins, why, and then who is your Super Bowl MVP? I'm going with Kansas City, 31-28. I think it's going to be because they just have a better pass offense and they don't seem to kill themselves with mistakes. Um, I'm, I'm going with Kelsey for MVP, though. I love that pick. That's a phenomenal <laughs> pick. That was for you, Dennis. That was the verbal <laughs> hug you were looking for. Uh, I'm I'm going with Kansas City as well. I think it's going to be a little more high scoring. Uh, I think we're looking at more of a, a 37-31. Uh, let's go 37-31. With, uh, I like Kelsey as the MVP as well. I'm trying. This has been okay. We got uh, Wilson saying 36 23 with Mahomes as MVP. I've been agonizing about this all week because I, I truly hate both of these teams. Uh, I, I should say I hate, I respect Brady, but I don't want him to win it. But I'm really kind of on the fuck the Chiefs train after beating the Browns. So I'm going to pick the lesser of two evils and I'm going to say Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl. Tom Brady gets that seventh ring. Why not? I mean, he's already amazing. Is it seventh or sixth? Seven, It'll right? be seven. Yeah, he's already amazing. He's locked did in the book. Did you see the greatest meme though? I did Brady not. Wins the Super Bowl. It was Jordan wearing a Warriors jersey, saying, "I'm coming, I'm coming <laughs> yeah, back." That season. is actually pretty good. Now I'd be get, well. Would it be the Warriors now, or him going to like the Nets or something? I don't, no, I don't know. I mean, I think no, Lakers. Jokes because of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. You know. Ride with, I guess, the lesser two evils here. Take the Patriots. Brady continues to lock up the go. I'm sure get all kinds of all, whatever. They're this no, they're the Patriots of the NFC. That's what they are right now with the way they they've built a well, golden you know what? state warriors Apparently, team there. Um Brady really does have a thing for pirate looking logos. He does. Because if does. you look at the logo of the Patriots in the box, not far off. Sadly, they won't, even if they win, apparently the NFL won't let them use their cannon. Oh, they'll find a way to shoot off those cannons if they win. 
They've already said they're using them in the introductions. Yeah, they're using them in the introductions when Tampa Bay gets introduced. Just you watch. If Tampa Bay ends up winning, someone will accidentally. But oh no! Whoops! There goes. I the feel cannons. like once Tampa Bay starts scoring touchdowns, it will accidentally go off too. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Well, I heard it was Kansas City that didn't want that to happen. They were the ones who like no. I know, but that's lame. Oh, I agree with you. No one's ever got to play in their home stadium. You know, you want to yeah. shoot your cannons, host the Super Bowl, and get there. All right, so we are going. Oh, I guess final score. I'm gonna go thirty five. Uh, oh yeah, MVP Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I'm already going all in on the Bucks, Leonard Fournette. Uh, thirty five, thirty one, Tampa Bay, Matt. I did uh, thirty one, twenty eight, Kansas City. I went thirty seven, thirty Kansas City, thirty one, Kansas City. So if if our playoff predictions tell you anything, expect a thirteen to ten game here this weekend. No, I, I hope was going to say but... expect the six to three game yeah. with Harrison Butker as MVP <laughs> and Darrell Dar- Williams, you know, rushing for one hundred and seventy-seven yards. Yeah, but they'll still give the MVP. Anyway, that would be good Holmes. for me. I would like. That. Yeah, yeah, that would <laughs> that would help that a lot. All right, so that'll do it for us. Uh, everybody enjoy Super Bowl weekend. Be safe if you guys are going to do anything, any parties. Anything like that. Uh, Matt and myself will be back on Monday. We will recap that. Any other NFL news that comes out. And then on Thursday, we will start moving into our full-on Dynasty content. We'll continue to go over things that we got right and wrong with other positions. And among other things, have guests on to talk about their teams uh, like we do every offseason. So, again, everybody, enjoy your weekends and enjoy the Super Bowl. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Oh, my God.